to the Employer Blueprint Podcast, where we help leaders build great teams for great companies with your host, entrepreneur and leadership coach, Kyle Gorman. We are obviously dealing with some unprecedented times as it relates to COVID-19, and one of the impacts this has had is a very significant recession. But whether you are facing the current recession or really just looking at recessions in general, every business is impacted by recessions at some point. And this week's guest has literally written the book on how to rock the recession, and It helps us better understand how to be prepared whenever recession hits, that we can come through these things uh, healthier and stronger than before we went in. Um, So I really encourage you to pay attention to some of the things we talk about and check out the information that he has available. You can see that at recession.com. Another thing that I want to mention is uh, our guest provided us a promo code so you can get a discount on the uh, Rock the Recession workbook. The code for that is Blueprint with a capital B. So if you go to recession.com forward slash shop. You can use that promo code blueprint to get yourself a discount on this and uh, check out some of the free resources and the information that they have available there. Uh, Just really some valuable input as we face it now and then as we prepare for the future as well. As always, I want to make sure you hit that subscribe button so you can get the latest content and everything that we're putting out. Also, if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, if you've got uh, any suggestions for us, we'd love to hear those. And you can reach out to us at podcast at employerblueprint.com. I want to thank you for joining us this week on the Employer Blueprint podcast. Uh, You know, we are facing some unique and challenging times right now as um, at this moment in recording we are in kind of week three of the COVID-19 pandemic and businesses have changed. Everything has changed. And one of the things that's hit is this uh, significant and noticeable recession, which is something we really haven't been through uh, heavily in the last several years. So, um, uh, so uh, today and th- this week, our guest is Jonathan Slane, um, who's got a book called Rock the Recession and kind of helps business leaders understand uh, how to um, prepare and then how to get through a, a recession in an even stronger way. So um, looking forward to sharing this information with you this week. And uh, Jonathan, thank you for taking the time to come on the show. I'm sure this is a very busy time for you as well with everything happening. Um, as we as we get started here, why don't you talk us through what your career path, your career journey has looked like and what's ultimately led to where you are now. Kyle, thanks for having me. Let's rock, dude. Really um, grateful to be on the show uh, for me, my career path uh, was that during the Great Recession back, you know, 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, I owned and operated gyms, you know, like fitness businesses, personal training studios, yeah, and had five of them here in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, and was completely unprepared for the last recession. And as a result, spent my uh, spent the first couple months of the the Great Recession huddled under my desk in the fetal position. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, that, that's what qualifies me uh, because uh, I had to borrow uh, some money from my mother in law to get through the Great Recession. Uh, and by some money, I, I'm talking about a quarter of a million bucks. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. The <laughs> that's the usual response. The worst part, uh, Kyle, is that I didn't even borrow it all at one time. It was actually every two weeks 
because uh, back in the Great Recession, we didn't have the, the Paycheck Protection Program. So right. my, my mother-in-law had to help me out every two weeks with making payroll. Yeah. And so it was like a series of a dozen phone calls groveling um, for money. Uh, and so then, you know, fast forward to today and wrote the book, Rock the Recession, because I don't think anybody should ever have to borrow money from their mother-in-law. Uh, and so that, that's why I'm, I'm doing all these interviews and hopeful that all the, the small business owners and leaders listening to us uh, can really get some good uh, ideas out of our show so that they can um, not have to borrow from their mother-in-law. And so that they can actually thrive uh, in the, the recession that we're going to have when we, when we finally beat Corona. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, what's really interesting about this, so I was impacted in 2008 downturn. I was in the financial service industry on the corporate side of that industry. And so uh, I was part of a, of a quote, reduction in force, uh, as they called it, layoff or firing is what I called it. And, um, and you know, and, and that was before I was in business ownership. And even then, you know, I obviously uh, played a big role in who I am today and the impact that, that had on my career journey and my path and, uh, and even the way that I think through times like this, whenever we face these types of challenges as we're going through with the coronavirus. So, um, and, and you're right, you know, I can't imagine having to go every couple of weeks uh, to my mother-in-law asking for a little more money, a little more money, a little more money. So, um, you know, just kind of briefly, Jonathan, are there any things that, that you took from that that just right out of the gate, you you tell people, you know, when you have kind of that, that two-minute conversation to say, here's some things that you need to do to be prepared for that type of situation, if it sure should occur again. Yeah, the, the first tip that I have, Kyle, like the top thing I would do uh, is to run a credit check on your mother-in-law. <laughs> Great yeah, idea. So for me, um, yeah, the, the first thing is to really benchmark where you are as a small yeah. business owner. I mean, that's the, the first step. And through doing the research for the book, we interviewed um, lots of business owners, ones that... Um, didn't make money in the Great Recession, and then more interestingly, the ones that did make money and did use it as an opportunity. And one of the consistencies we found was that they all assess their situation. They benchmark themselves versus what everybody else uh, in their industry was doing and how prepared they were. So the guy uh, that I wrote the book with, Paul Belair, and I, we developed this assessment, and uh, it's up on our, our site, which is just recession.com. That it's free. Uh, it's 20 questions. And then for all, all your audience, they can go and get a score for how prepared they are uh, for the recession. Uh, they'll get a score from zero to 100. If you get a zero, then a bankruptcy is likely. And if you get 100, you're probably looking forward to the recession. You're going to rock the recession because you're positioned to be able to buy assets, buy other companies, hire great talent in the recession. And so that's really the, was the point of the book, Kyle, was that we didn't want to regurgitate kind of the common wisdom for recessions, which is, you know, cut overhead, fire everybody or do <laughs> force reductions uh, to try to just survive. But if yeah. you're prepared, you can actually look forward and take advantage of the opportunity. And the, the recessions don't come along. I mean, it's been a decade since we had the last one. So they're rare opportunities in, in a working business career. So uh, hopefully the audience can get up off the mat where the coronavirus has put all of us and get ready to pounce. The, you know, and I agree completely. There's one thing that you've said in there that I really like and appreciate, you know, and sometimes it's, it's little words that make a difference. 
but you mentioned it several times in there and that is opportunity. And I've had this conversation with several people over the last few weeks as I've talked about how we as business owners, business leaders get through this. And, and one of the things that I've said is that it depends on your perspective. Do you see this as um, a punch in the face? Woe is me. I'm down. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I'm waiting for somebody to help me. Or do you view this as an opportunity either to reset some things in your business, to restructure some things that maybe should have been done anyway, to refocus on what your top priorities are? You know, there's so many things that we can use during this unusual time to as an opportunity if we think about it like that. And, and going back to that 2008 recession, when I was laid off, that was, that was one of the things that I took from that. You know, I made the comment that I noticed, you know, we had kind of different types of people and some, um, you know, took the severance that we received and said, I'm going to sit on the couch and figure out what's going to happen from here. And, and I looked at it as, and this is an opportunity because I would have stayed with this company forever. Um, but now I have an opportunity to go out and do something different, maybe something better. And, and again, really has positively shaped my career for sure. But so when you think about this concept of opportunity, when we're getting punched in the face, like we're going through with this coronavirus, and a lot of businesses are just dramatically and drastically impacted. So how does someone think about this as an opportunity instead of solely as a setback? How, how do we shift that mindset into being an opportunity in a recession? Yeah, this is the stuff I love talking about. So I'm, I'm getting fired up here. I think four, four things that I'm looking at, Kyle. The first is, you know, we have lived in an environment for so long where unemployment was at record lows. And every time I talk to a business owner, it's impossible to hire people and can't find any good talent. And as a result, I have to have some C players on my team. Because, you know, I, I know a lot of the audience are in professional services and it's like, look, we just need warm bodies to help us out with the accounting or, or insurance or, or even financial advisors. Um, we, you know, anybody that can fog a mirror uh, will take because there just aren't, aren't enough uh, talented people out there. But right now is going to be a smorgasbord of A-level talent. So my top thought tactically is to have a list. Who are the 10 to 20 financial planners you'd love to hire to work with you? Um, who are the 10 to 20 salespeople that you'd love to hire? These are people that have been employed happily at their, their current company or maybe their former company now. I want you touching base with those 10 to 20 people now to just let them know what you're up to at your business. And then when the world uh, does get back to the new normal, they're going to be like, man, it sounds like, you know, that guy Kyle's got uh, a really good thing going on. Uh, I like what he's talking about. My old employer didn't really stand by me. Uh, and anyways, my old boss kind of pissed me off. So then when things do get going again, you're going to be able to have all these great people come work with you. The, the secret, though, is right now is the ideal time to make that list of 10 to 20 and just be touching base with them once a week or once a month just to get to know them. I think that that will set you up for success. So that would be kind of the, the first thing I'd be thinking about. Mm -hmm. The second one would be what kind of assets do you want to buy? So, nice. you know, if you are, um, if you have uh, some expensive computer systems that you've wanted to invest in, or maybe for your practice, you wanted to get a server. Uh, now would be the time to be talking to your banker, letting them know what kinds of systems, whether they be, uh, telephone systems or servers uh, or whatever it might be, 
that you want to buy so that when another company goes out of business and the bank takes those assets back, that you can be their first phone call for them. But your banker is not going to know to call you unless you're bugging them once a week with a list of all the stuff that you would like to buy for pennies on the dollar. And I think in, in, that was one thing that I was um, able to do in the Great Recession that actually worked for me was that I let my banker know I wanted to buy gym equipment if they had any other gyms that went out of business. Yeah. And so over and over, they would call me and say, hey, we had a gym go out of business in Florida. If you want the equipment, uh, just you know, send us a, a cashier's check. And I would be able to buy $35,000 worth of equipment for 1000 bucks just because banks don't want to own gym equipment. Right. They don't want to own servers. Um, so there are great opportunities. But those first two things, Kyle, it's all about being proactive. You need to make the list now. You need to start calling the top talent now. You need to call your banker now proactively and let them know what you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, they're not going to know to reach out to you when they have your, your perfect equipment to buy for, for pennies on the dollar. Right. That's, that's Those are great. I mean, two tips right there that are that are excellent for people to understand. And, and it goes back to your point of, and right now we've got an amazing time because, you know, we talk about this downtime and, that, you know, everything's slowed down a little bit. Well, that's a great time to sit back and take a few minutes or a couple of hours to make those types of lists out and using this downtime to your advantage as opposed to just using it to say, well, I don't know what to do next. Well, yeah, I, I, I love that. And I, as I'm thinking about um, the your audience and understanding that a lot of professional service um, business owners, I think now is going to be a great time to acquire other businesses, mm-hmm. to acquire others' books of business. Because, you know, this, this really, this COVID crisis could not have come at a worse time for baby boomers. Many are right on the cusp of retirement. Many were having their best years ever in business and were very close. And now... Uh, seemingly overnight in the past couple of weeks, uh, stocks um, have plummeted 30%. Retirement plans uh, have dropped uh, by 20 to 30%. And I don't think a lot of baby boomers that own insurance agencies, that own accounting firms, are going to want to do the hard work to rebuild after this, uh, after this crisis is over to go through another economic cycle. So if you're listening to us and you own a practice, now is a great time to be reaching out to others and just letting them know that you would love to over time be able to buy their practice from them buy their book of business take it over come up with creative ways to partner uh if you have uh energy and you want to keep moving forward i think there's going to be a lot of great opportunities and and frankly a lot of consolidation in the market but again right now you have to start having those conversations kyle it's very hard to have that conversation uh, when somebody's already filed for bankruptcy or when somebody's already closed shop, much easier to have it now uh, on the front end so that you can just let them know that, you know, you know that they may, may not want to make that decision right now, but if they change their mind over the next couple months, you'd love to have a, a call with them. Yeah, yeah, that, that's an excellent idea. And I think you're exactly right. A lot of people that are in that space that are saying, I don't, you know, I was planning to maybe exit in three or four years, but I don't know if I have the energy or the will or desire to fight through the next three or four years to get where I need to be. And I want to take this this opportunity to, to just exit, to get out and let somebody else that's, uh, you know, maybe a little younger, maybe with a little extra energy that's got a few more years left in them in the industry to take this on and, and it'll be a benefit to them and a benefit to me. So I think you're exactly right. It's good to have those conversations now to look back later and say, well, if I would have known I would have been happy to buy that book of business. 
Yeah, uh, Kyle, can I shoehorn in one more thought that I just had for professional yeah. service uh, business owners? So the, the other thing I want to talk through is, I think it's especially relevant here, is what skills do you want to have moving forward? So I do think that the, the COVID crisis is going to cause a pretty fundamental shift in how we do business. I don't think the world is just going to snap back. I think uh, a lot of people, um, when they're listening to us, may think that you know it's going to be another couple of weeks or maybe a couple of months, and then all of a sudden we're going to be back to January of 2020 uh, when the economy was booming. I think the issue is that this thing it will change things fundamentally. I think the opportunity, though, for accountants, for lawyers uh, is in thinking through how can you start to make your business more virtual? So what does it look like to be able to do more uh, by way of Zoom or video chat? I don't think people are going to want to go into their insurance agent's office um, or into their accountant's office as much as they would have uh, just a couple months ago. I think social distancing is going to be something that sticks with us. And so I think for all the ones right now that can think about how they can present their offerings over a phone call or by video, I think they're going to be the big winners coming out of this, especially if they can figure out ways to to leverage technology like DocuSign uh, or other platforms uh, for getting smarter on on all those fronts. Uh, People aren't going to put up with uh, the video not being quality or the microphone um, or audio being sketchy. Uh, They're just going to have a new expectation of where it needs to be. Yeah. Well, I, I agree with you, Jonathan. And I also think, you know, along those same lines, that that's where we started leveraging this type of technology, uh, maybe three, about three and a half years ago, um, going close to four, I guess, as I think about it. But that's whenever we started implementing video conferencing and things like that. And that's actually what allowed our business to scale because, we were sort of bound before that to just our geographic area. And um, as we looked into how we scale, we were able to start implementing some technologies and that allowed us to scale nationally uh, almost immediately because we were able to implement technologies like Zoom to conduct business. And, um, and I think you're exactly right. So, and, and the reason I mentioned this is because not only may it allow your business to scale differently and, I'm an advocate of remote workforce anyway. I, I think that it can be a good thing if both employer and employee know how to manage it effectively. And one of the things that I think that we will see through this is people will realize, well, hey, having people not in my office is not a terrible thing. Well, now that opens me up to more a larger talent pool. It opens me up geographically to say, I can have someone in another state that performs this function in my business that may be more qualified, more equipped, better fit to the culture of organization than someone that I had locally that was able to do those things. And so I I think you're exactly right. I think the new normal as we get out of this will be that we're implementing technologies to conduct our normal business, our day-to-day business. and, And we'll look back and kind of see this was the reason. The question being for you as a business owner is, what are you doing right now to make sure that you are well equipped for that? Or are you saying, this is a distraction, this is a pain, I can't wait till we're done with this so I can go back to what normal was two months ago, as opposed to positioning yourself and preparing yourself for, this may be the new normal for us. Because I think you're right, John, and I don't think we're going to come out of this and all of a sudden everybody says, 
hey, on Monday, everybody goes back to work to normal. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a process. It's going to be a step-by-step process. And we've got to be prepared, especially in the financial services space, to continue to conduct business this way because this is, this is, this is going to become normal and natural for people. Yeah, I mean, I know, I think, uh, obviously, I'm on the phone uh, all day, every day since this hit, just talking through with companies, what's our recession plan? How are we going to survive? And how are we going to thrive? Uh, One of the other things that I'm picking up, though, is that because we're coming off a decade of everybody having the best years that they've had um, since the last recession, I think there's some arrogance, there's some complacency amongst business owners that we all you know, I've gotten used to being able to make money to lots of success. And right now, everybody uh, is reticent to blow up their business model and start to change it. Or I think that people are still, you know, I don't know if you ever, you heard of like the phases of grief, um, where people, you know, you start out with shock, and then you go through denial, and then anger and bargaining, and eventually you get to acceptance. Mm-hmm. I just want the audience to get to acceptance sooner. I still think a lot of a lot of small business owners are just in denial uh, and just like uh, you know they don't want to uh, have to make these changes. They they might if they're still listening to us, they might be rolling their eyes, going, you know, I, I think that it's just going to snap right back. I don't want to spend all that time trying to create um, uh, virtual meetings for my group. Um, we're all just going to get back to the way things were, and it'll be fine. But again, we've never had uh, a, a pandemic like this where the government's ordered a shutdown right. uh, of all business. And then the last time that we had a pandemic like this was uh, over 100 years ago with the Spanish flu. Right. Um, so, again, I just hope that the audience that's still um, putting up with us, still listening to us, will just really think through if we're wrong then you'll have wasted some time uh, trying to figure out how to take your business to the next level, how to keep it relevant. Yeah. Uh, but if we're right, we are giving you a massive head start on all the other financial advisors, all the other accountants, all the other uh, lawyers, wealth managers that didn't want to believe uh, that they were going to have to make this radical a shift. And so they're going to be trying to do that in July um, while you're already just moving ahead with scooping up all of their old clients. Right. Right. I think you're exactly right. And that's a great way to Again, going back to you know the earlier topic there about seeing this as an opportunity is is this could be a great opportunity for you to reset, refocus, figure out how we develop market share, how we position ourselves for the future in a way that maybe our competitors are not. Um, so, so Jonathan, I know we've kind of gone through a couple of those things. What other tips do you have for people in in this type of situation as we are facing this recession? Um, what other tips might you have to make sure that we're coming out of this in, in a position to help us thrive and not just simply look back and say, well, at least we survived it. Now we have to figure out what's next. Yeah. So the next thing is really this idea of blue ocean planning. And if there's one book besides mine uh, <laughs> that the audience is going to read, uh, I think it should be Blue Ocean Strategy uh, by Kim and Malburn. But in there, it really talks through this idea that if you want to um, beat the competition, um, that, that really the best way is to create your own blue ocean. So most of us um, small business owners, we're competing in the bloody red ocean. You know, we're all sharks um, trying to, to take the same client. We rip them apart. Um, we lower our prices. Uh, and that's why it's such a bloody red ocean. 
The idea, though, is what does it look like if you could break that kind of value cost trade-off, if you could make the competition irrelevant so that you could um, capture new demand? What does that have to look like? And so I think thinking through for your industry, what kind of service, what kind of offering could you have where you're the only one doing it such that clients have to come to you? And that'll help to keep your margin from getting compressed. So what I worry about, too, with professional services is that when there's a lot of people out of business that have lost a lot of their clients, they're going to start undercutting you for pricing. You're going to have to lower your prices uh, to stay relevant unless you can come up with new and different offerings that allow you to differentiate. Uh, Because I, I just for me, I never wanted to be a small business owner, entrepreneur so that I could kind of race to the bottom and see how little I could charge for my time or my effort. Right. Uh, so I think that's a big one is to do, get the book, do some blue ocean planning. Uh, and then uh, beyond that, it's to really look at your, your book of business and then to bucketize how much exposure you have to different kind of end markets. So that, that's just my fancy way of saying, like if you're, uh, if you're an accountant and you discover that 70% of your business is from restaurants then right now I would be very worried because uh, the restaurant industry, hospitality is obviously obliterated right now. I think it's going to take a very long time to come back. I think they're going to have to make cutbacks when it comes to accounting services. So even if you're a great accountant, um, and I know everybody needs accounting, I think your restaurant clients are all going to ask um, for reductions uh, just so they can stay alive. Um, So they're going to want you to do more for less. Right. Whereas I think coming out of this, uh, there are going to be other industries that just really boom. So if you think through like in, in the Great Recession, um, hospitals, for example, we're always going to need those. And right now, since all hospitals have stopped elective procedures mm-hmm. after the COVID crisis is over, Kyle, everybody is going to be going back to the hospital for their knee replacements, uh, their hip replacements, their um you know, if they if you're going to have a mole biopsy for whatever reason, um, that you know, the, everybody is staying away right now. But it's not like that stuff goes away. You still have to have your knee replaced. Uh, right. So I like if you're an accountant and you have a lot of hospital or medical clients. I think that's a great place to be positioned. If you don't, you can use the next couple months to start uh, figuring out how you can pivot into those markets that will do really well coming out of a recession. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's some excellent advice in there as well. Um, you know, and again, I think a lot of what I hear, uh, you know, what is the niche that we're in and how do we need to diversify our book a little bit? It's thinking through those types of things. And obviously the ideal situation is that you thought through those 12 months ago so that you were ready now, but we can't change that. What we can do is make sure that right now we're looking at those things so that we start to plant seeds for the future and make sure that that as we come out of this, we've already started to make some of those calls. You know, to your point, let's say we've got a lot of uh, a large book of business in restaurants. Well, do we need to start planting seeds in some other industries? At least start making those calls and just checking in to see how they're doing. Just just that simple human touch right now with the social distancing, that human touch of someone calling and saying, "Hey, I, I know you're not a client of ours, but we care about you and your business. Um, I just wanted to see." How you're doing through all this? How are you holding up? And then starting to build that relationship so that as you come out of this, it's a pretty normal and natural thing to then say, hey, I'd love to take a look and see if there's any way I can help you. 
just, you know, as, as things start to thaw out. And now's the time to be planting those seeds and thinking about that. So that's, that's some excellent advice, Jonathan. I, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you documenting it, kind of simplifying it and helping people understand these are some steps that can be taken to, to thrive in these situations. Yeah, in, in the book, I just, uh, before we keep moving, uh, on page 171, I was just looking it up. There's a list of all the industries that got pummeled in the Great Recession, mm-hmm. as well as the industries that killed it. So for the audience, if you want the answer key, um, you can grab, uh, you, you know, you just look page 171. I did all the research and listed it out there. But you can uh, also just think through um, things like staples, like grocery stores tend to do well in recessions. Um, pharmacies do well. The things that don't do well are hotels, motels, um, four-year universities don't do well. Um, and so just thinking through all those pieces, I think that's really valuable. And then I love that you mentioned uh, the human connection and how that's being lost. I was just playing with that today. I was looking at uh, a service called bombbomb.com. I don't know if you're hip to that, uh, but it's like video email. So instead of sending somebody a plain email, they make it very easy to, to put together a quick 30-second, one-minute, two-minute um, video that drops right into the email. And again, I'm not a shareholder of BombBomb. Um, I was just checking it out today for myself. Yeah. I am concerned, like you mentioned, about how do I maintain uh, with all my clients and friends that connectedness if we all, um, when we get together, have to stay six feet apart. We're not even allowed to fist bump anymore. That's right. That's right. Well, no, actually, to your point, so hopefully our whole audience is familiar with it. We have, um, so the week that we are recording this, which is a couple weeks before it'll get released, but uh, the the episode this week was actually an interview um, with uh, one of the chief executives with BombBomb. And so um, he had come on and he actually came on before all this took place. But again, I, you know, I said, gosh, how incredibly relevant is it for that exact reason? It's that that additional connection that we can get through video in an email. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully the whole audience is, has a bit of familiarity with BombBomb. It's a program that I um, highly encourage people to look into for those exact reasons. It's, you know, it's, it's one thing to read an email. It's another thing to actually watch someone talking to you. And uh, it just, it creates a different connection that I think is so incredibly beneficial, especially in a time when we are distancing ourselves from people and not having as much human interaction. So, well, hey, Jonathan, I, I really appreciate it. And I think um, both of us could probably go on um, quite a while on this because especially in the midst of everything we're, we're facing, uh, these points are so incredibly relevant. So what I want to encourage people to do is um, if, if, if these things are of interest to you, go check out the book. The book kind of walks us through several things related to this topic and how you can thrive in this environment, how you can use it as an opportunity and how you can rock the recession. So Jonathan, tell us, how can we learn more about you? How can we get access to the book? Yeah, the book is on this little known website called Mm amazon.com. So if the audience wants to go there, uh, they can grab a copy. Uh, And then as for me, my website is www.recession.com. Yes, that really is my website. Uh, And so from there, uh, we've got a workbook uh, also on recession.com that people can buy. And if you like, I can uh, give you a discount code to put in the the show notes so that the audience can maybe get a few bucks off of that as well. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. And we can put that in um, in with the bio. Of course, in the notes, we'll have the recession.com link, although that one's pretty simple. So I think everybody will remember that one. But 
Uh, yeah, if you can get us a code, we'll put that in the show notes and that way everybody can check that out as well. Um, and, uh, and, and Jonathan, again, I, I really appreciate this. You know, it's, um, obviously a book like this didn't get written, uh, two weeks ago when the, the, you know, coronavirus hit. So, uh, you know, as you are writing a book like this, you're doing it knowing that eventually someday something like this will happen, some sort of recession, even if it's not to the extreme that we've hit here. Um, and so this, this labor of love, as you try to build this and write this and research and get all the information out, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do that when things were going so well to help people plan and prepare and help them through these challenging times. Um, I, I'm sure that's a, a difficult thing to do when things are booming and say, let me talk about a recession. So thank you for taking the time to do that over the years and, and bring this information out there. Appreciate it. Really, uh, really appreciate you having me on the show, Kyle. Thanks for joining us on the Employer Blueprint Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the show to receive the latest episodes. For more information on how Employer Blueprint can help build great teams in your business, visit EmployerBlueprint.com. Or to inquire about Kyle speaking at your next event, visit KyleGorman.com. And until next time, make it a great day. Today's episode was produced by Just You marketing for all of your podcast needs just you marketing has you covered be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave today and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts if you have any questions we'd love to hear from you and you can reach us at podcast at employer blueprint.com